Welcome to Chip Chat Network Insights, conversations exploring network transformation through interviews with industry experts. Welcome to Chip Chat Network Insights. I'm Allison Klein. I'm delighted to be joined today by Ian Hood, Principal Engineer and Chief Technologist for Global Service Providers at Red Hat. Welcome back to the program. Well, great. Thanks, Allison. Happy to be here again. So, Ian, why don't we just get started by describing what it means to be the chief technologist for global service providers at Red Hat and how that relates to what you guys are delivering for the communication service provider business. My role in general is to, for our customers and our partners alike, to act as kind of a translator evangelist for technologies that improve the businesses that they all run. So it's really to take this view globally across the industry and work with our partners, customers to build up these solutions and help them move towards this digital economy that they all want to become. When you look at what we've been able to do in terms of open source delivery of cloud technologies, obviously Red Hat has been at the forefront of that. Can you talk a little bit about what is so influential about cloud architectures when you look at networking capabilities? So the real things that are influential here is that really it's about innovation at speed and with the way the world is sort of changing to a compute anywhere, connectivity anywhere, services anywhere kind of world, it's really all about tying those pieces together with open source technologies to deliver those networking capabilities because we all want to consume our services and applications from the cloud, get them closer to the customer, you know, the edges, the new hype of the world kind of thing. So that's really the things that are driving it. And in order to do that, we need to combine cloud technologies, cloud native microservices with the ability to network these at the right price points and scale across the entire globe, if you will. Now, I know that Intel and Red Hat have worked for a number of years to drive optimizations into Red Hat's distribution of various software to take advantage of underlying hardware capabilities. Tell me about the relationship and why this is a critical focus for both companies. Well, it really is a critical focus for the industry and Red Hat and Intel have been working you know, for quite a long time to ensure that the underlying hardware that people want to be able to use is flexible and can handle these different types of workloads that we move forward. So we've worked on things like service assurance, really important to get the telemetry of the network and the data into the operator's hands so they can actually use that data. The changes in networking as we move from the world of physical to virtual, and now we're moving to containers. And similarly, these open source projects in the cloud are really not as always as focused on the networking aspects initially. So similarly, we're spending a lot of time with Intel on some new container-native internetworking interfaces. Multis is a very important one to the industry, and a number of things like operators for containers and frameworks to allow us to take advantage of these things. And the real key is, is that in addition to the networking aspects, we need resource utilization to size the applications and network capabilities up and down the scale from large deployments like the cloud hyperscalers do right out to the very edges of the architecture. So we need that flexibility of what to do with processing, memory, and networking. And this is kind of the type of work that we do with Intel to make sure we keep driving that improvement as the economics of scale will always become the key thing to anything is that that's really what drives everything is consistency and volume. Intel has recently announced a new 
advancement in terms of capabilities with the second generation Xeon Scalable Processor, formerly known as Cascade Lake. And I know that you guys have been working with us on that. Can you tell us about what that particular generation of technology has yielded in terms of new capabilities for Red Hat? So the real key here is we already sort of talked about ongoing efficiencies in scale in terms of memory and networking interfaces. But another one that was announced last time around with Skylake has been enhanced further, and that's the language of being able to use additional instruction sets to handle things like artificial intelligence, machine learning, things like we see in the TensorFlow project. So we can actually train the data that we're getting to write these algorithms and you know, have this kind of interaction going on between the application and the data that's coming out of the business and take advantage of those things. So that's one piece of the puzzle. The second piece is the key is to balance the usage of the CPUs themselves the acceleration that might be on board that we have with the FPGAs on Cascade Lake, as well as the external PCIe NIC cars for acceleration of networks. So these are the things that really kind of continue to move things forward and drive the industry in the right direction because we're going to need to put all kinds of different workloads in a package that I can easily switch back and forth and take advantage of the processing of the different types, network memory, and CPU on the fly. Now, we've also worked together on an important delivery of a pre-verified solution for NFEI called Select Solutions, and have been working with a number of OEMs and TEMs to deliver these solutions featuring a Red Hat operating environment. Can you tell me about that and how that has provided something new in terms of an opportunity to accelerate trials and deployments with customers? Well, we have the ongoing challenge of lots of different applications that people want to be able to use and pick and choose to build innovative services. And we at Red Hat have always kind of taken the approach of having an open platform, you know, whether it was a Linux platform or OpenStack platform or OpenShift platform, that people can use those platforms and put any application they like on them and put them anywhere they like. And so in this context, a lot of the applications that we see in the networking business come from multiple vendors. That way the customer gets that choice. And so building this Intel Select solution between Intel and Red Hat allows us to have a standard way that people can build the platform, this open platform I talked about, and have the applications, the networking applications, easily validated and onboarded to, again, speed up that time and consistency by which you deliver a mobile edge solution, a consumer solution, a video caching solution, and these solutions can be delivered in a much faster, consistent way with this common framework that we built between Intel and Red Hat on our open platform. Now, we've just released a new version of the solution that takes advantage of Cascade Lake processors. I would assume that that software innovation that you were talking about earlier is also included in this new solution. Um, yes, it is. Right. So those capabilities are included with the latest release of Red Hat software, along with the latest sets of drivers and capabilities that go with the Cascade Lake. Obviously, NFEI has been deployed in core network implementations, and we're seeing um, service providers across the globe virtualizing their core networks. But we're also seeing this as an opportunity for the network edge and for the core foundation of technology that will fuel 5G. Can you talk to me about Red Hat's view on those trends and how this relates to the underlying work that we've delivered in this configuration? You're absolutely right that we actually started probably before we got into mobile with business services, you know, doing routing, switching, VPNs, those kinds of things in a centralized way and sort of deploying those. The next iteration was to go after the mobile core 
you know, and go after the mobile infrastructure and deliver services that way. And we have many deployments all over the world that actually have got millions of subscribers on virtualized infrastructure, enterprise virtual networks that are mobile. So that's already heavily in flight. But the reality is, is that in order to expand the scope of the industry for this global interconnectivity we talk about, 5G, the way we look at it is it's expanding the optical transport highway we've already got. We're using mobile technologies to make that happen. So now we've got a broader highway to run on that happens to use wireless technologies. And that allows us to expand further out into different parts of countries that don't have services at all, parts of America that don't have them, as well as drive that coverage model up. The real key thing that this enables is to take that highway and push enterprise services on top of that highway, innovative things, whether it's telemedicine, AR, VR, machine to machine, all those kinds of things can now be delivered on this highway, taking the compute technology and this processing technology we talk about that we've done in the core and move that out to the edges of the architecture. And as I said before, we want to be able to scale this up and down horizontally in terms of any type of processing and memory and squeeze it, put it on a diet, if you will, you know, into the smaller packages out at the edge because we're going to now have, instead of eight large data centers that a hyperscaler might have in a country to tens of thousands of locations that use data center technology. So the Cascade Lake and this type of architecture allows us to take advantage of the limited real estate, use the processing for artificial intelligence, machine deep learning, as well as security, service assurance, telemetry, these kind of things to drive the innovative applications and not have to backhaul that processing back to a central place. And you know, we're all impatient people. We like things to happen yesterday. So response time, latency, jitter, those kinds of things can be improved if you push these things to the edge of the architecture. But the key thing behind all that is while we do that, it drives this to be a very scalable distributed compute problem. Thus, we need significant and very sophisticated ways to automate and orchestrate these services across that much larger scalable architecture. Fantastic. I'm looking forward to hearing about how all of our joint partners are going to be delivering solutions based on the work that Intel and Red Hat and others put into this configuration. And of course, we are always excited to see Red Hat optimizations to take advantage of our latest processor features. One final question for you. If folks are listening online, they want to learn more about Red Hat Solutions, where would you send them for more information? There's actually a telecommunications portion of the Red Hat website that has a lot of information about what we're doing with the technologies. You know, I'm also very excited about some of our customers. We see them in the labs already. And they're starting to work through this evolution to the edge we talked about. And so I'm very excited about the new types of capabilities that we can bring to market together with our partners like Intel and really change how all of our lives are every day. Fantastic. Thank you so much for being on the program. Well, thanks so much again, Allison. I appreciate it. 